you know, it's like making value deposits along the way, right? So it's like, you know, it's crazy. There's so many times where people have been like, well, what do you sell? Like, I didn't have a portfolio on my site for like the last four years. It was all referral stuff, but it was like, I, I wasn't gonna just go sell something because I needed to put something out there for sale. But in the meantime, I was like, I've got this platform. I've got an audience. There are cool people doing great stuff in WordPress. Let me use my platform, period. So there was zero expectation. But now, because I've given, I've given, I've given, you know, it's like people trust me. Welcome to the WP Elevation Podcast. I'm Ginny McEnany and I'm your host today. And I chat to the legendary Kim Doyle, also known as the WordPress chick. It was an honor to chat to Kim today. She knows the game so well. She's been in the business for over 10 years and we have a really good insightful conversation about how her business has evolved in that time and we relate that back to you and how you can actually build those foundations in your business so that when it takes a different um, turn you can go with that turn and comfortably try something different so that's really interesting Uh, you'll love that Uh, The other thing that I think you're going to get a lot out of is we chat about what happens to your business when you encounter a tragedy. So whether that be a natural disaster like the recent hurricanes or the death of a loved one. And that happened with Kim and she'll tell us about how she coped with that and gives us some really great, just grounded advice on if something happens to you, how you can sort of work your way through that with your business. So she has some excellent ideas and I loved every minute of chatting to Kim and I think you will too. So without further ado, let's meet Kim for the second time on our WP Elevation podcast. This is the WP Elevation podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the WP Elevation podcast, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, GoDaddy Pro, who help us make this all possible. But instead of just giving you a spiel about how great GoDaddy Pro is, we thought it would be more interesting to introduce you to a GoDaddy Pro customer, a WordPress consultant just like you, and see what kind of work they're doing with their clients and the impact they're having on their community. Melissa Gessinger of One Day Labs uses her talents to build websites in one day for her clients. With GoDaddy Pro Tools, she's able to achieve an entire website in one day for nonprofits that are looking to impact their community through her One Day Labs Day of Giving. We have found that a great way to give back to the community is to um, have these um, events once a year where we are able to build a website for a nonprofit in our community. for free in a day. That's awesome. And then how did the Raise Collective website, how did that help their nonprofit? How did it help make an impact? We built a site for the Raises Collective, which is a Sonoma County nonprofit that uh, does a lot of giving back to the community, um, like the Hispanic community, people of color, uh, through art installations and programs and, and that kind of thing. So having a good website built by a professional just raises the, an organization's credibility. And so being able to go through the process with us, uh, we, we in, um, in about an eight to 10 hour period of time, they had a new logo. They had were able to have a, a brand new website with both English and Spanish translation. And where can people find you to learn more about your business? They can go to onedaylabs.com. 
For more information about GoDaddy Pro, visit godaddy.com pro for tools to support your business. Okay, now let's get back to the show and see if we can help you take your WordPress consulting business to the next level. Kim Doyle, welcome to the WP Elevation Podcast. Thanks for having me, Jen. This is so fun to get to talk to you. I love Troy too, but this is great. <laughs> yeah, Kim and I have emailed each other lots over the years and this is the first time we've actually semi-met face-to-face, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was like, wow, the voice to the name, like to get to fit them together. It's awesome. <laughs> Now, before we start, I've been doing a bit of, I mean, I know, everybody knows about uh, Kim Doyle. You're prolific in the WordPress space. I was doing a little bit of extra research and, and seeing what I could find about you. And I found two <laughs> things that you love that I love as well. So 80s and 90s films. And so, Oh, my God. So I'm into a bit of both of those as well. So I was thinking, I've got to ask you, what's your favourite 80s or 90s film? Oh, Breakfast Club. Hands down. <laughs> That's, it is, that's, that's up there with one of my top five, I think. Yeah, no, I'm just, it's like, I could probably quote the whole thing. It's ridiculous, but I still use sayings and I'm like, I'm still friends with all my high school girlfriends. So it's, you know, one of them were horrible with the movie quotes and it's like hashtag constantly. And I'm like, simple pleasures, but my kids love them now too. So that's fun. I love that too. My favorite is Ferris Bueller. And whenever I sit down with the kids to watch it, I annoy the heck out of them because I say every single line of the movie. <laughs> totally. <laughs> But okay, yeah, they're so good for, movies. So for anyone who doesn't know Kim Doyle, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your business and what, what you do? Yeah, this is so crazy. It's evolved so much, Jen. And I'm like, I don't know if you see, I'm kind of transitioning again. Yes. So yeah, so the WordPress chick, I just, you know, when I started my business in 2008, I thought I was going to be this millionaire information marketer. Well, it didn't work out. <laughs> and it wasn't that it didn't work out, but I found WordPress. And so I kind of got sidetracked and I started... I'm going to do this. And I, you know, and it was ignorance is truly bliss. I mean, it was kind of ballsy to claim the WordPress chick. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was a good name. And truthfully, I just stuck with it and I kind of kept figuring it out. And next thing you know, it's like I was bartering websites. I started, I hired a couple people to help me. And one thing led to another and fast forward. It was like, I'd built up kind of an agency and an outsourcing company. And then it was really when I started my podcast in 2005 where I was like, this is what, I'm much more of a content creator and connector. And I like to be, I'm, I'd rather be the star than the producer. That's kind of the truth, right? And I was like, but it was just, I was able to connect with people and I was having a ton of fun. And I saw the validation I got through using my voice and being myself and just showing up where I felt like I'd gotten pigeonholed, like, and how to do this and how to do that. And it's like, people aren't necessarily willing to pay for that. And it also didn't feel like a really sustainable business model. Um, and so then the agency and the outsourcing did, but at the same time, I'm like, I always felt like I was building someone else's business. Right. And so you have to find that balance. And if it works for you, um, I, I started doing podcast services, long story short, completely shut off all service work at the beginning of this year. I wrapped up like two projects and that was it. I have gone all in on a web app with a partner, um, lead surveys. And it's like, and from there I'm, now kind of thinking I'm going to move on from the WordPress chick and go all in with Kim Doyle um, because I've gotten, I, I don't know, I love the content piece and I've gone backwards, kind, not backwards, but studying like direct response marketing and copy and, and how to, the message behind the psychology of what you're doing and how to connect with people. And I've just fallen in love with it. And I don't know, I kind of feel like it's time to, to spread my wings just under my own name. So here we go. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. But And what I love about your journey, and I think it, it is great for other people to hear about this, is when you start off, it's not ever where you end up. And you, you can't, even though you can plan, you can't foresee what's going to take your interests, what people you're going to meet, who you're going to network with, and, you, you know, the new things you're going to learn and where that actually takes you. It is. And you know what's funny, Jen? It's like, I, I would say... Right before I launched the podcast, I had debated on giving up the WordPress check. And I was like, you know, and it's funny, like, because I'm not a coder, I'm not a developer. And yet I've, I built this brand in this space that relies heavily on that, you know, and it's just, it was when I owned that, that things shifted. But I, I, I feel like I've reinvented myself so many times. Like I was doing done for you podcasting services because again, I think there's, you know, Gary V, I was listening to a talk he gave recently, love him or hate him. He knows what he's doing. And he was talking about doubling down on audio. And, and I have been that crazy person going back to like early 1992 and I had a crate of cassette tapes in my car. I listened to books on tape and motivational speakers constantly. And it was like, audio is the easiest type of content to listen to anywhere, anywhere you go. I've always got stuff in my ears. So then I started doing this, that service work, but it was like, again, I'm still, I believe in podcasting, but I don't want to do it for other people. So um, here we are. It's it's scary. I've been, Troy asked me, I talked to him last time and he was like, so how are you making money? I'm like, I'm totally bootstrapping my life. You know, I've got some stuff that I do, a couple retainers, um, but I'm going all in with the app and this content direction. So here we go. Wow. So tell me a bit about the app. So the app, and I'm going to just do a dumb little story. Well, it's dumb, but a quick little story. It was like, I had gone to this website and I opted in and it was just a modal window and it had like three steps on it. And it was, you know, hey, before we give you the thing, whatever it was, it was, tell us about yourself. And it was like, are you a podcaster, author, da, da. then the next one. And it was like, which social platforms, how big is your email list? And I just was one floored because I'm like, oh my God, this guy totally knows so much about me like that, right? And so I was like, this is gold. Not to mention, I was more engaged in opting in. And, and I've tried quizzes and stuff. I think quizzes are great, but you also have to be good at the copy, right? You have to be good at creating a quiz that draws in your right audience is entertaining, but gives you valuable data. So that there's, and it was just, I felt like every time I created a quiz, it was too much work. <laughs> anyway, so I saw this survey opt-in and I was like, this is so much better to know who you're talking to and to segment from day one. So I had met my business partner in the WordPress race, probably... It was a little bit over a year ago, <clears throat> Gordon Orlick, he's got Web Factory. They've had a ton of plugins on Code Canyon. He reached out to help support because they were moving stuff off Code Canyon. Long story short, he was like, hey, do you have any ideas for a plugin? We started working on something else for WordPress. And then I saw this app and I was like, or I, I actually saw this opt-in. I tried to hack it. Like, I'm, can you thrive leads and gravity forms? And can I try to do this? And then I had a developer. He's like, well, yeah, we can make this. I'm like, yeah, but I want to sell this. Like, this is gold. WordPress would have been too, too many roadblocks with plugins, I think. And so I went to Gordon. I'm all, so I know we're working on this, but can we just table that for a minute? And lead surveys. I couldn't believe the name was available. Wow. Um, I mean, it's a .io, but still, right? I'm like, it, it's very clear what it does. But it's been a long, like, we're not quite open to public. Hopefully, like, it'll be live for people to use by December 1st. But even this process has been, like, I don't know anything about a SaaS. Thank God he does. But I also was like, 
I don't want to just be another tool. I want us to be a company and have a culture and like people feel a part of our journey and how can we get them excited about really connecting with their subscribers? And it was like, and Jen, I did a webinar for this and it was a cluster <laughs> because I was like, I'm going to do it live streaming. I'm going to go live with this. Well, sure enough, like the be live wouldn't load or something. It was just a total mess, which threw me off my game because we were pre-selling it. We still pre-sold it, but I was able to step back. And this is where we talk about, you know, getting into emotions and stuff, right? Like I stepped back, I had my tears that afternoon. I'm like, you need to just get off the computer, go take a nap, address this tomorrow. And then I went back at it. And it was like, I spent two hours breaking down the webinar. And I was, I realized I was way too into techno babble. I'm like, what we're helping people to do is to figure out who they're talking to and what they want. It's not about segmentation, right? And so then I spent another month rewriting and reworking messaging and, and who are we and how do we talk to people and what do they want? It was, and a lot of times I'll, truth, like I just go create stuff and I, I write content or whatever. So to step back and spend, you know, two hours just writing headlines was something I didn't do. And it's, be, it's like, I'm enjoying the mastery. So anyways, that's where we're at with that. That's coming soon. We brought on some other developers and here we go. <laughs> Wow, that's so exciting. So you've got to keep it's, us updated on that as it, how it, with how it goes and when it all comes out because I think you're really onto something there because it's such a, like even with what we're doing now, you know, Troy's trying to find out more about, we have quite a broad audience. So, you know, how advanced are you in what you're doing? And so to be able to survey them and ask them specific questions and then tailor the information just to help them with where they're at, I think that's going to be fantastic. Thank, well, and I told, you know, what's funny is I told Troy, I said, will you help me be a, I'll give him an account. I'm like, because I know he'll do it, right? I know he'll go yeah. through it and he'll implement and give us valuable feedback. Mm. And so, because, you know, and Gordon keeps saying, Kim, that's not version zero. You need to slow your roll, like what I want, right? <clears throat> At the same time, I don't want it to be like 500 features. It needs to do what it's supposed to do and it needs to do it really well. So then are there options for whether it's retargeting or follow-up sequences or like stacking surveys on the back end based on this answer. So it's, it's just the beginning of a journey. I'm totally in this for the long haul and I'm doing a new podcast for that brand. And I'm like, I want it to be fun. I want people to feel a part of it. So I, and I'm, I think I'm, they're great goals to have, to have those two things as well. Wanting it to be fun, wanting to people to feel part of it. I think that that will really hold it in good stead. Thank you. Well, you know, we did a, we have a mascot and we, and I even debated like, should we kind of be serious? And then I started looking at SaaS companies and the mascot's a Fox. So the podcast is called don't give a Fox. Perfect. <laughs> I'm all, that sets a good tone. It's just as a fun, playful, people get a sense of our voices and who we are. So um, I'm, I'm just excited. I, I have no idea. You know, I, I do think it's going to do well. I don't know what that looks like what the time frame is, but we're both committed. So here we go. <laughs> that is so exciting. So if people are in the same situation, they're working, they're wanting to try a few different things, uh, it, you know, is it feasible to look at this? What, what would your advice be? You know, how expensive is it to do? Do you recommend getting solid in what you're doing, getting a good revenue coming in there before you sort of branch out and try different things? Yeah. You know what? It was the, first of all, this was, I couldn't have painted a better scenario, right? Because Gordon and I connected, there was an instant, instant, uh, like we just, he's hysterical. He cracks me up. He's super smart. I love the marketing and the brand piece of it. He also understands that because they've done a lot of white label software for other products and stuff. Um, but so there was, 
there was no fun. It's just our own time and money. Like as we go, we're funding it as we go. And, you know, and so <clears throat> that was a kind of a no brainer. And it's the difference though, is it's like, I had already built an audience and people who trusted me. And the point is that this relationship came from the podcast. Like I've said so many times, yes, I've, I've gotten clients from podcasting or sponsorships, but nothing compares to the relationships and the connection. Like, why are we here? Right? Like, I mean, yeah, I've built up a brand and WordPress, but it's like connecting with Troy and then writing for the blog. It's like relationships or, or what do this. So if you want to do stuff like I, like where I said, I went backward and I started doing uh, daily emails and I started calling them the almost daily email, but it's a six to 700 word email usually. And it's a story with a link. And, but that came from watching how somebody else did it for a year. I subscribed to his list for a year wow. and I just watched and, and paid attention. And then I became a customer of his. And then like, I just was like, just start playing with headlines, start looking at headlines, start testing headlines. And, and so I, I just became a student of marketing instead of like, um, I don't know. I see so many people in this space that get frustrated because there's product launches and there's this, and I'm like, that's just all part of business online. It's no different than if you had an offline store and had to do direct mail six of one. Right. So I wanted to have a solid foundation. So I went back to, cause you can do paid traffic. I love paid ads, but it's like, it doesn't do any good if you've got nothing under the foundation. So I went back and built that. So anybody who's listening to this, being it for the long haul, this is totally the marathon strategy. Unless you have, you're going to pay for it by time or money, right? Ads or effort, you know, so traffic or effort. And, but the thing is the traffic's not going to do any good if your content, if your foundation isn't set. Right. So um, you know, anybody who's interested in stepping into something else, because I think especially in WordPress, I, I see a lot of people that you get kind of time for money trap, right? And it's like, how do I leverage this? How do I do this? And I just went back to, I'm really not like selling anybody on Gary Vee. I totally have this love-hate relationship with him because I hate the hustle thing. <laughs> but he's always saying, just document, share the journey, document, share the journey. And as soon as I started doing that and showing up as myself, it was like, oh, people like this. And now I'm like, okay, I can write pretty well. Like I could, like I can knock out a 2000 word post pretty quickly and does, but now I go back and I edit it and I read it again. I'm like, did that make sense? And, and where is it kind of cohesive and stuff? And so I, I, to anybody just focus on the mastery, focus on the fundamentals, get the fundamentals set up. I mean, I honestly think everything I've done in the last, it'll be 10 years in March, um, is brought me to this place. Yeah. of I can hold lead surveys now. I've got the relationships. I believe in my ability to create and course correct and own it. If it's a mistake, it's like, that didn't work, move on. You know, so we're just being super transparent. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And so I think the, the key takeaways for that, and um, like you said, you've got to put the work in and, and play the long game. And seeing your journey over that time you've you know you've started and then you've built your audience and you've built the trust and i think that's what we're doing too we're building trust with people by doing that content that isn't crappy content you put it you know it, it's useful mm -hmm. content it's content that people would even pay for that you're giving away for free um you're doing the podcast so you're out there you, you know you're owning your mistakes i think that's all the way to start building those foundations building the trust to get that audience and then you can take it to the next level it is. And don't you think like, I, I don't, even the, um, you know, it's like making value deposits along the way. Right. So it's like, you know, it's crazy. There's so many times where people have been like, well, what do you sell? Like I didn't have a portfolio on my site for like the last four years. It was all referral stuff, but it was like, 
I, I wasn't going to just go sell something because I needed to put something out there for sale. But in the meantime, I was like, I've got this platform. I've got an audience. There are cool people doing great stuff in WordPress. Let me use my platform, period. So there was zero expectation. But now, because I've given, I've given, I've given, you know, it's like people trust me. I'm like, and if, and trust me, there's times I've emailed something. I'm like, oh, this looks great. And then I'm like, next day, I'm like, you guys, that really sucked. Don't invest your money, <laughs> you know, because I got too excited about something. But so like the takeaway truly is, you know, it's kind of that you got to give, you got to put it out there. Don't, I didn't have any expectations on anything. And the podcast was even started because I was like, that's it. I need to have some more fun. I loved podcasts. And that was it. That was totally it. And so I'm not saying not to have a strategy, but mm -hmm. to your point, you know, it's like you go with the intention to give and build value. And then I sort of just trust that might sound esoteric, but you have to do the work. But, you know, I trust that the monetization piece is coming. I'm all knock on one. <laughs> but also, uh, I think you touched on something then, you wanted to have fun. So you're playing to your sweet spot and your strengths. So, you know, for some people that podcasting, oh gosh, that's not my thing. So what yeah. is your thing? What is your sweet spot? The, the, the thing that you're really good at and the thing that you really enjoy. And that's where people are going to see that true you and where your strengths are going to come out. It is. And we're all afraid though of being judged. Right. So mm. people are like, you know, I'm like, I totally need a haircut. I was like, I'm getting my hair done Wednesday. I was like, you know what? I just got to show up. Right. And that's my other thing. Like this hashtag just show up doesn't mean I don't put makeup on, but, but so there is this innate fear in us of, of being judged. And for the, the truth though, it's like most people are more concerned about themselves or like I was unha you know, unhappy with my weight. I don't want to get on camera. I'm like, nobody cares. They're like, just be a decent human being mm. and show up genuinely. Like, I don't think twice when I'm watching or listening to anybody, if it's good and it's valuable or it's fun. Like I did two live streams last week where the live stream cut off again. I'm all, damn it. I was like, I better pull up ETM. And I'm like, we're back, we're back, we're good. You know, and I'm like, it just, it happens. So that, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, you have to be willing to show up because most people don't care. So the fear is going to be there. You can't wait to not be afraid. It's yep. going to be there. Yep. So true. And, and uh, as we say here, like I think Troy said, just take imperfect action and just do it, get it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. So Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. Well, nothing like, unless you're Coca-Cola and you've got like, I don't know why I picked them, but you know, millions of dollars. And so, you know, last, last little story, like I kind of have been binging on ClickFunnels content and I had been a user early on, like first hundred customers. And I was like, nah, I can do this stuff with the WordPress. And then I got his last book and I was like, this is brilliant. The expert secrets. Cause it got all into the messaging and stepping back and there wasn't anything technical and it. it was all about psychology and direct response marketing and how you talk to people and stuff. So then I started watching his content and I was like, I totally like this guy. I like, I got to see he's a good dad and a husband and he shows up to work and he is a prolific content creator at the same time. And I, I don't take joy in people having issues, but when you see, oh, their internet went down on a launch or, oh, they, this broke for them. Or guess what? It took five funnels to get the one that would hit. We need to know we're not in it alone, right? So it's that imperfect action. You have to be willing to pull the trigger and then course correct. And so that's why sharing that piece, that vulnerable piece of content is beneficial in addition to the more tangible, listicle how-to stuff. Spot on. And in you just saying that, I've just realized I've made a mistake in that I'm using our studio today and I haven't even got my headphones on. <laughs> 
And so I don't even know how this is going to turn out. So hold on one sec, Kim, and I'm just going to grab those headphones from the desk. And I'm back. <laughs> that was a perfect segue for that, Kim. I just realised as you were talking and I saw your earphones and I've gone, oh, my God. Oh, all right, well, usually I use a big headset and I'm like, they're so obnoxious. So I know. Okay, so we'll cut that. And um, I'm back with my headphones. This is going to be a good challenge for the editor, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're, I'm puffed out because I had to run to get my earphones. But I want to do a complete um, turnaround now because mm-hmm. I was really enjoying that part of the conversation. But when I contacted Kim, um, we were talking about something that I thought would be really good to focus on. And with the current hurricanes that have been in America, and there's been a lot of out chatting the Facebook group in our private Facebook group about you know the hurricanes and what I've loved about it is some people have been really affected by it with their business and other members have said you know we're here to help if you need us to pick up any slack you know let us know you know what to do and I know Kim that you've had an event in your past where your husband um, suddenly passed away and I sort of wanted to talk about how that affected you and looking at Um, our audience, how you can plan for your business if you have things like, I don't know what you'd call them, but just these unexpected life situations. Um, So can you just tell us a bit about your story and how that sort of affected you? Yeah, it's, it was 14 years ago. um, And, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have my business at the time. I was working full-time in retail management and it was a company I loved. Our kids were little, they were six and two. And he worked um, like not, he worked nights and it was, you know, you wake up and I'm like, he's not here. And I was like, oh, maybe went to friends. Long story short, it was an automobile accident on the way home from work. And, you know, it's, it is so surreal for such a long time when it's, you're like, this doesn't happen. This happens to other people, like not you. Right. And it was, I, I just, I think I was probably in shock for a good year, to be honest with you. And then I got really, I kept working full time. I mean, I'm very blessed that all my family's super close. My parents, siblings are amazing. My friends are all here, but it was just, um, I I mean, it was, I mean, imagine having to tell a two, how do you tell a two-year-old that? Do you know what I'm saying? And my, my daughter at six understood it, but it was just, it, it was so surreal and, I, I'm such a different person though now, Jim, because I was like, all right, I'm going to find a counselor. I'm going to go through grief. I'm going to do these steps, right? To go through grief, which it doesn't work that way. And, and I was fortunate that I found an amazing therapist who is like a life mentor now. Like I followed her. She retired. I go visit her like three hours away. But, <laughs> but it's like, it changed my life, right? In so many ways. So fast forward, it was like, you know, a year later, I took a leave of absence because I was very, very angry. I was, I was like, this is not how I wanted my life to turn out. This is not what was supposed to happen, that kind of thing. And I was, I wouldn't say I'm not type A. I'm pretty driven, but it was like, you got to be number one, that, you know, mentality. And it's like, now I'm like, it's cool. I'm, I'm getting there, you know, but when I started my business, it was really, and there was a lot of ups and downs in between there. And the, the crazy thing is, Jen, I don't know if I've shared this publicly. I actually ended up getting myself fired from that job. And I was supposed to get promoted to a district position. But what happened is, so I had been working like five minutes from my house. They asked me to open a new store an hour away. So I added a two hour commute. Wow. 
right? On top of like a nine or 10 hour day. Yeah. And it was like, I can't tell you the years of heinous soccer with two kids, dropping one off, picking one up, dropping. It was just and school and, and daycare and all that stuff. Well, I was the only salaried employee, right? In, in the store. And so what I did, <laughs> it's not horrible, but I started paying somebody out of my personal account to work because they cut payroll. You know, that's always the first thing that they do is they cut payroll. And I was like, I can't work anymore. I can't work anymore. And so to me, it was, it was kind of like this divine intervention. Like you got to get out because I knew that once I had gotten promoted, I would have been traveling. The company is based in Massachusetts. And it was like, you know, and I did traveling for them. I was a training manager, which I, I love teaching them, but it was like, I did all this stuff. And I was like, what kind of life would that have been for the three of us? You know? And so, I mean, it was devastating. I was like, I was like this star employee, but I was like, whatever. And again, you fast forward, I tried other things. I went back to retail for a little bit. I had a small cushion in 2008 and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I have to go all in. And so the biggest thing that's come from that is I made a very conscious choice in, I would say... 2011. So like my therapist was still around for a couple of years, but then she retired out of the air and I stayed in touch, but I was like, I have to move through my life different. I can't keep doing the things. I can't keep doing things the way I've done them and expecting a different result. Right. It was like, I wanted to move more gently through my life. I wanted to learn how to be present and to be in the moment and, and, and really go for it. Like I'd been listening to all these motivational speakers and spiritual teachers so long. And it was like, okay, it's just, you got to step into this. And it's been a 14 year journey. I mean, truly it was like, I started probably doing like real therapy in like 2011, you know, because I was just like, we're going to do grief counseling. I'm not talking about any other stuff. You know? um, but, but it's just, you know, to be on the other side of this, I wrote a post on the anniversary of his death this year because it was the first time I'd woken up and it wasn't the first thing on my mind. And I, I read that really, post. It's the first time I've heard about this and it just, oh, it hit me, you know, it's, uh, yeah. And I, and we'll put a link to that because I just think it was beautifully written and from the heart and yet showed how you've moved on. You, you've moved, you've changed and evolved. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, what's funny is even that, like, and it wasn't intentional, like the anniversary always felt like I had to, you know, do something monumental. And we did, it was like a big day for the first, I don't know how long. And I mean, there's not a day that goes by. I don't think about him, right? I've got his kids. I mean, and I've been in relationships. I've been engaged since then and I'm not with anybody, but it was like, he will always, he was truly my best friend. And so it, but it was just one of those things that I was like, wow, it's just another Sunday. This feels really good. And so my whole point was, and you assume, see, this is what I, if anybody's listening to this, like we assume everybody knows our story because it's ours and we've probably mentioned it or I've had it on the, on my about page in different depths and stuff. But it was like, I was floored at how many people didn't know. Cause I just assumed everybody knew that part of my story. Right. And that opened doors for connection and relationship. I must, it was a Sunday. I emailed my list. I posted it then as a blog post. I think I got like 30 emails within like an hour. And then at like 300 shares that day, I was like, this is, and it was the highest traffic day to my site in months. And it wow. was just, it was the connection piece. And I was like, this just blew me away. So, um, but, but that's my story. <laughs> well, and I think it touched like, and that's the thing, some, something like this touches so, so many people and you don't even realize. And I th my mother had passed away, not a year yet on Christmas Eve. And I think I read that afterwards and I just thought, you know, just, it's just nice to know that people 
get what you're going through as well. And like you said, I think it's good to have that connection. You know, people can actually say, oh, okay. And, and you've got that next level of connection. And we were talking about trust. Even it's like, oh, you know, she's been through this, that, that's that next level of trust. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you just need to say what you're comfortable in saying, you know, that's not to say you share everything, but I think we're all going through stuff. We did um, mental health month in May where we did all, all our content was about mental health. So all our mm-hmm. podcasts and, and that resonated with so many people. And uh, so it's the same thing, you know, we're all on this journey. We're all going through difficult things. So I suppose with, the, oh, sorry. Yeah. Did you want to? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the whole, cause there was a long time, like the first, I don't know, <laughs> the first few posts I wrote on the WordPress chick, I was like, that sounds like a robot. Like who even wrote, there was no personality, no voice. It's funny to me. But it's like, you have to baby step your way into the sharing, right? Because, and, and again, I think people assume, well, nobody's interested. I'm like, you would be surprised, you know? And to your point, like talking about your mom, it was like, I knew that feeling. It's a very surreal feeling when your life is turned upside down and you see people out like mowing their lawns and running to the grocery store. You're like, why does your life get to go on? And it's your logical brain is not there, but so it's true. a very surreal feeling. Like my life is never ever going to be the same, but yet everybody else gets to go about life. But you know, then three blocks down the road, someone's child could have been diagnosed with cancer. So it's one of those things that like, it gives me goosebumps when you start sharing stories, you don't know who you could lift out of that funk because it's like, you're not in it alone. We all go through stuff. So true. Now you didn't have your business then. And and this was obviously an impetus. Like we've heard that story of you saying, I've had enough. This is what I'm going to do. So with people like our audience, um, you know, they've got their business running, just say they're hit with something like this. So death of a partner or a, or a chronic illness or something like that. From your experience, what, what sort of advice could you give people about how can you, I mean, is this something that you should plan for? Is it, is it something that once it happens, is there steps that can make this process easier? Because you've almost got two parts of it. You've got the grieving process and all the mental and emotional things going on, but then you've got a business to run on the other hand. So, you know, I don't know. First of all, I suppose, can you, is it something we should look at preparing for? Well, I mean, I think there is those, those tangible preparing for things, you know, like life insurance. (laughs) I mean, there's some of those basic financial things that you can plan for. Right. And it's like, so, so you can do that for peace of mind, but I just don't know that there's anything, you know, that will prepare you for being brought to your knees in life. You know, it's like, you look at the hurricanes or, I mean, the tragedy in Las Vegas last night. And it's like, Mm. you, you just, how, how do you prepare for that? And ideally, you know, and this might sound very, um, I'm totally getting goosebumps yeah, today. Yeah, me too. But, but, but like, you know, ideally, I don't ever want to be ready to hear mm. news of a mass shooting. I don't want to be ready for devastation. And, you know, here's a little story. I had somebody, um, a friend I reached out to a couple weeks ago. And I just want to point this out too, like the power of stories, right? Because this is where people connect with stuff. But I, a friend I'd reached out to a couple of weeks and it was a Sunday and this person was kind of into football and they were boycotting the whole NFL, the, all the drama, right? Around all this, the stuff in the country. I don't get into politics. I cut cable. I just, I will, if I have to go for a walk and listen to a Disney soundtrack to lift my, I'll do it, right? I, I keep that, doesn't mean I don't have opinions, but I'm always going to move towards something versus fighting against. Okay. 
But so I'd reached out to a friend. I was kind of in a funky space and needed to talk to a friend. They get into this whole thing about the NFL. I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of moved on. Then they go silent on me. And I thought, did I do something? And they were surprised by my lack of engagement. And I was like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but what I wanted to say was, so I should take care of you instead of me, never going to happen. And right. And so I think anybody listening to this, there are times when you're thinking, I just got to survive. My house just got wiped in a hurricane, or I just lost a loved one. The business, no matter what you're going through, like your business, whatever, let it go. Let it go. You have to take care of yourself. And if people do or don't understand, you got to trust. And it's so easy to say that when you're not in it. But for people listening, I'm not sitting here on a trust fund. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm like, but at some point it's like, I could go sit and commute for three hours to San Francisco every day if I wanted to for a job so I could pay for shit I don't need or care about. (laughs) But you have to take care of yourself. And so that's how you plan. You have to, I would say you focus on that personal foundation, whether it's spiritual, you know, it's physical, maybe it's moving. Like my daughter and I were just talking about this. I'm like, I could be in the worst mood. And if I take those dogs for a walk or take them to the dog park, I'm like, okay, I've got a different vision now to look through this. But so in terms of preparation, it kind of comes back to the foundations and the fundamentals of business. When you have the fundamentals and the foundation built, which means do you have a support system? Do you have friends you can count on? And, and when you're starting a business, you can't prepare to have backup designers and developers and VAs and stuff. But if you have invested in relationships, you probably have some support. And if you have those relationships with clients, you can say, I'm going to be AOL for a month. So if you'd like to take your project elsewhere, I get it. And you have to be willing to make those difficult decisions. You know, I'm, I'm more of a person that's like, I'll make a decision. If it's wrong, I'll deal with the consequences versus waffling. Um, but it's really getting that sense of self and setting the best foundation for yourself. And it's, it's a process. I mean, that whole incident with the webinar, the live streams crashing, I know they're very minuscule, but two years ago, Jen, I would have been a mess. I would have felt like this is a, this is a failure. Nobody's going to want this now. And now I'm like, nah, move on Mm. or go cry, go rest, go watch Harry Potter, go do whatever you got to do and come back to it tomorrow. Like that just takes practice. Yep. Wow. There's so much, there's so much in that. Um, I, I think I like, I, like, I like the, what you said, you know, you don't ne- want to look at doom and gloom and think, Oh, if this happens, what can I do? But if you do your basics of, okay, having your basic stuff sorted out, like life insurance, having good business stra- um, strategies and processes in place. And I think, crucial is that network. I think that's so crucial of friends and family and your business network as well. I think if you've got that, that will help so much. But it it comes down to it. Even I know when my mum passed and and Troy was great here, he said, yep, I needed a month before she died. And, and, you know, I had, I had, I knew that that was happening. So for people who have a shock like this hurricane or that, you know, your husband, that's, even, you know, more full on, but I knew this was coming and I had that month and I just thought nothing else matters. You know, if you lose Mm -hmm. your job, I didn't care if I lost my job and not that that was even a possibility because it just wouldn't with Troy. He's, he's amazing, but I didn't care. I thought I do not care. I will work something out because at the moment that is so low on my priorities because I have to Mm -hmm. survive and get through this. And I think um, everyone in that situation, when you are in a situation like that, they pro- you're probably thinking the same thing. You know, this is what matters. I've got to look after myself and my family or whoever else it's 
it's involving at the time and that's your priority. It is. And so like in preparing for it, I mean, and, that, and that's like, look at the, the other side effect. You already knew you had a great job and, and Troy was great and stuff, but it was mm -hmm. like, talk about validation of gratitude and appreciation for being right. So you brought that back with you a different understanding even, you know, and it was like, you know, I, I had gone up to see my therapist, I don't know, probably two weeks ago. And I just have been feeling this like, all right, we got to get this stuff going, right? You start feeling that pressure. And especially when you have financial responsibilities and obligations. And at the end of the day though, Jen, I'm like, I've got a roof over mine. I got a car. We got food. Like nothing's falling apart. I'm not, you know, but at the same time you start feeling like, I almost swore, but like, God, this has been 10 years. Like I'm ready for that, 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 you know, tipping point sort of. Right. Yes. But at the same time to your point, like I'm not willing, I would, it would be like be being in prison if for me to go commute for a job. Right. So when you get to that point, you're like, nothing else matters. I'm going to just keep showing up and, or whether it's with, with personal or, or your business and stuff, but it's, you know, I think setting the, Oh, so having gone to see my therapist, it was like, she's like, Kim, five minutes meditation. Can you just do that for me for 30 days? Ask for, ask for some guidance, you know, ask for some direction. And a week later, Jen, I was like, it's only been a week and what I was doing watercolors this weekend. I was like, I'm going to go, you know, my family out of town. So I was like, I went and visited my aunt and uncle's cat for them. And I'm like, I'll go read with the cat. I went and got coffee. I was like, and I'm like, then I come back to Monday, you know? So it's like, God, I can take five minutes a day. So that could be setting that foundation and setting that balance and whatever that is, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It could be running free, whatever it is, but it's so easy to get caught up in like, I got to get to the desk or I got to get to work or mm -hmm. I've got to do another email or campaign and stuff. And I've gotten so much better about, man, nah, I need to watch Outlander for four hours tonight because my brain. So it's, it's finding those things, you know, and we have so much information and so much coming at us all the time, you know, F the hustle. I mean, well, that's my thing, oh, but yes. hustle, yeah. right. It's, it's hustle and do the work. But you know what I found too, is like all of this shift that I'm moving towards with, with content and the marketing and understanding that I'm like, it never feels like work. I'm more irritated when I physically know I need a break, but my brain's like, but I want to go do right. So I think when you find that right spot, that sweet spot, like, like I will work, like my week starts like this. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, I got to stop because I just go till I crash. Right. Um, but it's, but it's like, I know that about myself. So I'm like, that's fine. I don't know where I went with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I like where you're going though, because I think we're all so similar, especially when you've got your own business, you want to just put in a hundred percent all of the time. And it's so easy to on the weekend, go in and, and just check out those emails. And, but I think, and again, this is some of the stuff we were talking about in mental health week. It's just prioritizing a little bit of time where you can just reset that circuit and, and just pause, do what you need to do, whether it's exercise or whether it's just breathing for a minute or whatever it mm -hmm. is to make sure that you're still filling up your cup and you've got enough to give to your clients and you've got enough to give to your work and your family and friends. And all of that is all baby steps too, right? Like I remember the first time I, I tried meditation, I'm like, I am going to jump out of my seat here in a minute. And so like, I'll do guided meditations or like you know, when I was working, I thrived on, oh, I'm so busy, right? It was like busy was a badge of honor. Definitely. And it's, yeah. it's, it's so not now. I'm like, 
Yeah, I totally knocked out a 2000 word post in a podcast and I took a nap, like, cool, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, seriously, it's like, that's the kind of stuff now, like there is, it sounds so trite, but yet you have to, I think part of this is like, you don't preach it because you know, until you go through it, like people are ready when we're ready, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know how many times I've listened to something or read something. And like the fifth time I'm like, Oh, now I get it because I'm ready to hear that message. And so, you know, you got to either meditate or not to like, just decide if it works for you. You can't decide it doesn't, but I, I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all a process. Yeah. It's so true when you're ready. I tried the meditation thing and it just doesn't gel and I keep going back and it doesn't gel. So, but it's, I don't think that's a be all and end all. Like I'm no. um, watching, I'm listening to the slow home podcast at the moment and I'm loving that. And it's all about slowing down, but it's just about doing it in little ways that, that suits you. And so I love that even just stop for one minute and just, mm -hmm. you know, at your desk, stop for one minute and just breathe for a minute, concentrate on the breath. That's it. And to well, me, I think, what? well, I can do that. I can't sit for 20 minutes and meditate, right. but I can do one minute. Well, and I have mantras now, right? Like there was, um, another, this Hawaiian Ho'oponopono and it's, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And my brain was like, what am I sorry for? Like the first time I heard that, right. It was like your ego is like, <laughs> I'll go get a massage for 90 minutes and I just, it's a clearing technique. And there's a study behind it with this doctor who literally cured mentally criminal patients. And like they had to close the hospital down because people were getting well because of this technique. And believe it or not, but I'm like, I got nothing to lose by saying four simple sentences in my head. Or like my mom's like that with meditation. She's like, oh, I have a hard time. I'm like, listen to a piece of music pick a piece of music that inspires you and just breathe or, you know, and so it's like, I, I fight it. And then it's like, it works for me, but then why do I stop? Cause I'm like, everything's good. Right. It's like, well, why is everything good? Can't exactly. You got to keep it going. Yeah. Um, Kim, I love chatting to you and I just, you know, I think, oh, I just feel like I'm on the same wavelength. Got so many, you know, what you're saying, it's just really resonating. And I hope that it's resonated with some of our listeners and I know that it actually will. So I really appreciate the time that you've spent today with us and uh, we'll put all those links. And I'm going to put that um, link that you said, that Hawaiian, I'll get that from you. Yeah, and we'll put I'll that in there you. too because I'm interested in that too. So thank yeah. you for joining us today. It's great to have you with us and keep up the good work and and keep us updated on what's going on. I will. This has been so fun, Jen. Thank you. I'm, I'm so happy we got to get, can, I can't talk today, but you know what I meant? We can connect together. I'm like, I've only had two coffees, but that's all right. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Have a good night. You too. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kim Doyle as much as I did. I think Kim has so much to offer in terms of not just business strategies, but life strategies as well. I got so much out of it and uh, she was a pleasure to talk to. So if you did enjoy it, please leave us a comment on the website, wpelevation.com slash Kim Doyle and tell us what you thought. And you can also give us a rating and subscribe to us on iTunes, wpelevation.com slash iTunes. But I'd love to hear from you and hear what you thought of Kim's conversation with me today. Also, if you are on the website, we always have a great free downloadable. So make sure you check that out. So thank you for joining me today. And until I see you next on the WP Elevation podcast, go elevate. Elevate.